our teacher, Sri Ramana. says that the ego has four pillars, not just the spiritual path that has pillars. And when we understand the pillars of the ego, because they are all delusional, it is easy to bring them down. And the four are codependent on one another. In developmental terms, the first is avidya, or ignorance, forgetfulness of our true nature. And that forgetfulness makes us vulnerable to false beliefs, to buying into preconceptions and impositions and false implications of language. And the belief that what you see is what you get. And the belief in the implicit reality that there must be something that stands behind the appearance of the I thought. The avidya leads to the second pillar of vibhakti, which means alienation from God. A sense of an absence of God and therefore a lack of devotion. And it leads to a profane attitude. Profana means you stand outside your temple. You're not in it any longer. It's the opposite of the sacred attitude in which you recognize consciousness as the temple. You have removed yourself through the belief in the I thought from the real self. You have bought into the chain of signifiers that have ushered you out of the temple and into the belief in a profane external world. External only to the real. have kicked yourself out of the kingdom of heaven.
and have veiled that exit with a cynicism and a forgetfulness that it ever was. And the vibhakti then leads to the next phase of vi-yoga, which means separation. Not only is there no devotion any longer, but the sense of living as a separate being without a basis in the source and ground of being, but rootless, nomadic, deterritorialized, lost, becomes the condition of consciousness. Identified with a physical organism abandoned and shipwrecked in a cold and cruel universe that is meaningless. And this leads to the fourth pillar of the ego, which is karma. Now there is nothing left to do but to do, to act. One has come to the conclusion that one lives in a plane of activity whose purpose is to forget that one has forgotten and to occupy and preoccupy oneself with the banal activities of day-to-day -day life with no overriding purpose or urgency or depth dimension. or sacred task to complete. There is simply one damn thing after another. A life of blindness to being. And once these four pillars are in place, each one supports the other to prevent a going back to asking the one question that can free you. And Sri Ramana says that it is the same question that you can ask of any of these four pillars. You can ask it of the vibhakti and that becomes bhakti yoga. You can ask it of vi-yoga and that becomes the raja yoga. You can ask it of the karma and it becomes karma yoga. And you can ask it of the avidya and it becomes 
jnana yoga. And the question is simply, who is it? Who is experiencing this? On what basis is there the belief in an I that is lost in such a world, that is doing such and such actions, that is feeling alienated from a God that one may not even believe is or exists, and in a separation that is complete and a lostness from which there is no way to be found. Who is it? Who is feeling all of these immensely powerful emotions? And as one begins to truly, scientifically, systematically explore the nature of consciousness that is, that finds itself in this extraordinary situation. Lo and behold, what is discovered is that there is nothing behind the I thought except exquisite sensitivity, infinite sensitivity. but without a localized center. A sensitivity that can be felt regarding the pains of someone next to you, or of a bird that hits a window, or of a tree that falls, or planets that clash in a distant galaxy or cells that struggle within one's organs, or at any level of reality to which the consciousness pays its attention. And when it begins to pay that attention to the source of its own being, It finds the exquisite presence of the infinite self that is empty of ego, that cannot be encompassed or defined by any thought. or localized in any space or time, or defined in any way. 
but a miraculous presence. That contains the infinitely unpredictable and spontaneous and ever morphing flowering of beauty. of ever more subtle multidimensionality. And with the ego mind based on the I thought at last silenced simply through one's willingness to attend to the real that had been veiled by the very train of signifiers that had rushed one past the now into some imaginary future. The now opens up and reveals itself as the infinite miracle that it is. And this it cannot be separated from an I. There is no longer a V-yoga, and there is no longer, therefore, a V-bhakti, because the beauty and the awesomeness And the clear intelligence of all that is, is so overwhelmingly present that one can only bow. To the self that is one's own being. In a prostration that can never be made visible. but which appears and manifests as infinite love. And it is this unveiling of one's always already present love that one had denied because it would make one too sensitive and too vulnerable and too unable to act in ways unworthy of the self. That now can no longer hold itself together with that program of denial because the very basis in the belief in karma that the I is the doer of anything at all falls away. The real is. Whatever happens, happens. No one is doing anything. No one speaks. No one acts, no one lives, no one dies.
but this no one that is empty of any individual, separate, particular, or substantial beingness is the manifestation of that all-encompassing, multi-universal, unlimited, absolute presence that is all that is and to which the illusion of the eye has no choice but to surrender to. in the ultimate fulfillment and reunion and the ending of the lostness that was the one delusion of the ego that justified all of its suffering and the loyalty to which <coughs> now turns to laughter. And in that fire of joy that emerges from the heart at the realization that the lostness itself has been lost forever, all the despair and all the anxiety that was the signature and treasure of the ego's melodrama in the final narrative act of its own extinction is surrendered into the fire of eternal life. This is what is recognized as Sat-Chit-Ananda. The infinite bliss of the being whose play brought all of this beautiful realization into flower. and into a multi-flowering of a garden of consciousness with infinite numbers of centers everywhere, all illuminated by the same one love. the very seeing, the very appreciation of this garden of infinite beauty that is so visible in everyone's eyes. Makes all of the suffering that had been necessary to break through the wall of pain and denial. worth 
every tear and every fear and every prayer that now opens up as the infinite song of God. left is to enjoy our freedom and to allow that freedom <clears throat> to freely express itself without trying to limit or control or guide or master or improve or do anything but simply do not allow the illusion of the I-thought to replace that infinite spaciousness with the cone of the dunce cap of another ego. But keep the intelligence and the presence open to that infinity that you are and the oneness that you are with all beings, all presences, all mind, all matter, all conscious awareness as a unity that thrives as the perfection of the whole movement in which all takes place. And that symphony of beauty will entrance the flowing consciousness that you are into the dance of blissful eternity. May we all enjoy to the full the beauty of this gift that we have been given.